0: <laughs> and the law itself is not sin. The law is good. It's a good thing. The law is a good thing. It points to the holiness of God. And so we must be careful when we talk about the law in a way that does that diminishes it in some way. Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast where if the shoe fits,
1: you wear it, and if the truth hurts, you bear it. I am Justin Gruber and I am Jesse Gruber, and today we hope you will seize the, the faith. faith.
0: Welcome to episode seventy-eight of the Carpe Fide podcast. 7
1: D Eight. <laughs> that's correct, gonna, Jesse. I'm just that's keep correct. Doing that while we're in the seventies, I love it. Uh, right tonight, we're going to be doing a. Oh man, that reminds me. Uh oh, do you remember that old Reliant K song? I am sunny with a high seventy-five. No, As I don't remember that. Made it light.
0: Okay, for all you Reliant K fans out there, all, all. <laughs> definitely tens of you are any still There's... alive
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was your that was your daily dose of reliant k from jesse gruber what's up next here bada bing bada bang the title of our, ser- our uh, sermon <laughs> Sorry, i went into sunday mode you did went into sunday mode right into it the title of our episode today is missing the mark tim keller socials about the law
1: that wasn't the agreed upon thing it was no? supposed to be posts about oh the law. posts
0: about the law well, that's what that's what the title's gonna be. Tim Keller posts about the law. <laughs> Thank you. Tim don't. posts. Okay. <laughs> I'm like Rod
1: Burgundy. I only read what's on
0: the teleprompter. <laughs> Whatever it says. Joe <laughs> Biden. Oh. oh.
1: What do you think? Do you think that do you think it was a deep fake? The one where he wasn't blinking for like a solid ninety seconds at least? No, they took they took ten takes. You can
0: in two seconds you don't have to blink. There was cuts in there. You could you could definitely tell there were some cuts in there.
1: Yeah? Yeah, I think it was. It was I think also it was, strange because because he doesn't he doesn't move anything from his nose up. I just think it was a couple of takes,
0: and you know when you only when you're only twenty seconds, and you take four takes, you cannot blink for six seconds. All right, tell us in the comments, guys: deep fake or cuts and edits? And if you don't know what we're talking about, then move past this. The title being "Missing the Mark." Tim Keller posts about the law. We're going to talk about a tweet that not a tweet, a Facebook post that Tim Keller put out. He was tweeting a lot about the law. Uh, but I think that's because he was trying to backtrack what he had accidentally posted on Facebook. And this is what happens when you post different things in different places and you get confused with what you say. Well, nonetheless, his post on Facebook did cause some some amount of consternation <laughs> in those who enjoy the uh, Reformed tradition of biblical theology. You know, holding to you know the infallible sovereign Word of God. Um, his uh, his Facebook post read this way. Careful obedience to God's law often serves as a strategy for rebelling against God. I'll read it again. Careful obedience to God's law often serves as a strategy for rebelling against
1: God. Yes, there are so many times in this tweet where I just want to... You've been using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. (laughs)
0: <laughs> an excellent use of princess bride an excellent <laughs> use of the princess bride the, the question I'm is to which, to which word one? which word does it apply to the most probably i don't know obedience law rebelling i don't know strategy i'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with often as well often so regardless it, this gives us a great chance a great moment to talk about the law and indeed what missing the mark sin the law what that has to do with with, with uh i guess tim keller i I, I, I mean, just, it also
1: serves as an opportunity to talk about broader evangelical culture.
0: <laughs> yes, broader evangelical culture. Maybe how to discern through the kinds of things, the kind of places you turn, the resources you turn to. Um, maybe, it, maybe even my big, my big overarching, sweeping ideas, my my meta thoughts about how somehow we took this movement, this this goal of of. <sighs> I want to say like city centric ministry and and it became not ironically a place of watered down theology. I don't know if that's ironic. I think I think you had people intending to go into a place and you know bring about great reformation, and in turn, what happened was the word of God uh, bumped up against culture instead of of doing what God had said to the Israelites, right, which was to Remove the idols from the land. You you just you you did what the Israelites did, and you just mingled God
1: with the idols. I think that's that's kind of what we're seeing happened. I don't know. I'm excited to talk about it, though. (laughs) I mean, there's there's a couple readings of it, and I think that that's the problem. Is that like my, my whole gripe? One of my main gripes is that is that we shouldn't be really getting these really super vague, ambiguous, could mean almost anything quotes from First off, any pastor, really, I feel like we should really try to be very purposeful when we communicate, especially if we have, oh, let's see, um, 533,000 followers online. I just feel like that perhaps maybe should give give us pause and give us just a hot, you know, just just a, a reason to consider perhaps the thing that we're saying and whether or not it makes sense and whether or not it's helpful. So I mean, I, there's there's a couple ways to read this, and I think I think one of the rays is which is what he probably meant, because he spent literally two days online trying to clarify these comments. Um, it was like it was like trying to watch a Biden press secretary get up there after one of his speeches. You know what I mean? Um, you
0: mean like the good one we used to have that actually tried to spin things, or the one that just doesn't know anything that we currently have?
1: No, the, the better one. Okay the, okay. the CNN reporter now.
0: Oh, yeah. She's the one that got paid.
1: Paid. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, so so that that's the first problem, right, is that we have someone who is literally a professional communicator not communicating super well. So, I mean, the best reading of this, which, again, is probably what he meant, is in, in reference to some kind of legalistic tendency um, that resides in the heart of man. Now, I can think of probably at least three almost immediately ways to have actually stated that in this, y- you know, rather than yeah. having it say what it is, which is...
0: Yeah, but, I mean, we have to be honest. What this should say is careful obedience to God's law is what a Christian's called to. <laughs> Isn't <Like, it's> <laughs> that like... Like, can't we just be honest? Like, that, like... Uh, like, there's... I don't know
1: what I... we. Well, sh- I mean, it, Jesus said, if you love me, you will... Keep, you, will you, will, you will. You stay away from. You will the be law careful to
0: not carefully obey my law. Don't c- too carefully.
1: She's like, you know what? I fulfilled this. You guys, you guys go ahead. You you guys go ahead. You, you just do, <laughs> you do what you need to do. Guys. Run into licen lic- lic- licentiousness and lascivious living. Liciciciciciciness. Cent- 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 <laughs> too, too many, letters. <laughs> too late at night. Anyway, I
0: I just I I want to say, and, and this is probably where I go because I immediately like. I don't want to pick on Tim Keller. I, I just don't want to do it. I I the man is old and he has a he has a lot of great content prior to 2014. <laughs> just, there's lots of good, I don't want to uh, I don't want to I don't want to keep doing this. I don't oh, Time is too short for us to waste time saying things like this and influencing culture. The problem is there's, there's thousands of people that liked this statement as if this was a good statement, like people that we, you, would, you would think are professing Christians. Careful obedience to God's law does not often serve as a strategy for rebelling, rebelling against God. I mean, there's a whole chapter. David's poured hundreds of verses in Psalm 119 towards the love of God's law. Like, oh boy. Just dumped them in there. The law,
1: the precepts, the word, there's the commandments, truth and righteousness and law. I mean,
0: like and and here like let us let us not be ignorant, brethren. Like this Jesus fulfilled the law, and, and to think in any way that the law of the spirit we now live under is, is going to be contrary to the law that God has already given it is, is foolishness. It's foolishness to think that. It, it It's bothersome. If you had just
1: included a word... Uh, it's okay. not God's law's fault, right? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like it's like, it's like the, the, the reading as it is almost sounds like God's setting us up for failure. I mean, all right. I so, made this perfectly beautiful, wonderful, logical, sensible thing for all of humanity, but... Well, the reality, like, and it, and it muddles the waters here because the reality of the
0: of the law it muddies it, the waters. Yes, it muddles the muddies old the, fashioned muddies the waters. Oh no, that's a good thing. Muddy the oh, water yeah, is bad. We want to muddle the old fashioned mm. muddle it well. So, the the muddied waters are are where you you have the reality that the law does point us to sin and, and sin sin grabbed a hold and brought death and that's what the, the law points to when we can't fulfill it but the point of not fulfilling it was that Christ would fulfill it and that once Christ fulfilled it when we have the spirit of God the law desiring to obey God is always a good thing <laughs> the careful obedience to God's law is good and and it doesn't. It doesn't often serve as a strategy for rebelling against God. Often it
1: ref, it, it pulls us towards repentance and repenting of our failure. Goodness right, Christ. and I mean, and serves as a testimony and witness uh, to those to those around us. I mean, you know, that is what Christian witness is, is it not? Is is obeying God and living living that out? Like, oh, for certain, it's what it's what Christian witnesses are is and and again, witnesses is witness, good, <laughs> you know good,
0: good in good is in the uh, <laughs> it's uh, to to be sure as as two two people that grew up in a legalistic environment we we tend to run uh away from legalism we 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 hate the idea of of fake holiness as if it measured up it's it's just trash on god's altar we hate it. But we also love God's law because God's law shows us his holiness. It reveals to us aspects of his character. We can't, we can know God better through it. And and I I just, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't know how someone I, I would consider as someone who is intelligent would, would post this. But then again, I guess the intelligent people are also telling us that, you know, men can be women and women can be men, so. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that, that, you know what, that just... because you're intelligent doesn't necessarily mean that
1: you're smart. If you guys... It, I'm it, smart, not like everybody says. I, I hate that this is an opportunity to use this quote, because again, I, I don't want to pick on Tim Keller. The man is sick and has done ministry for a long time, and, and m- much of it is profitable. But what, what, what you just said about the, the, the intelli- 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 intelligent Hi. Intelligentsia. This <laughs> is a, f- a phenomenal quote by Dr. Boot, <laughs> Joe Boot in uh, "Rulers, Ruler of Kings. He says, it is a regularly observed phenomenon that many otherwise brilliant people appear utterly, utterly bereft of wisdom or judgment in the vital affairs of cultural and political life. <laughs> Ironically, that's being applied here, but it also applies to what you, you were saying earlier.
0: Well, as E.W. Jackson, in the sermon that I shared with you today, said... <laughs> I mean, you got to raise your IQ up 200 points just to get to dumb to say something like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great sermon. Anyway, uh, um,
1: <laughs> Oh my.
0: What what I want to and this is maybe this is where I, I, I you know what, it's good. Let's 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 bring some scripture into this. I, it's always good to bring in to bring in scripture. Romans 7. You, you, How you, dare you? I know. How dare I? I'll tell you, yeah, Romans seven,
1: seven through twelve.
0: Starting yes, in verse seven.
1: What then? Oh, Oh, you're reading. Go ahead. No, oh, I, I, I don't know. I, no,
0: it's okay. We I, we love God's word together here. We love the law. We love God's I'm, I'm word. Sorry. No, this is you. You got this. What
1: if we read it both from different versions at the same time?
0: I mean, I'd rather be in the NASB, but I'm in the ESV, so I can do the ESV. You want to do the ESV and do the <laughs> you do the LSB? <laughs> just, let's not do that. That's
1: let's not do that. We love you, listener. We're not going to do that. I'll just read this. Thank you. Uh, what What shall we say, then? Is the law sin? May it never be. Rather, I would not have come to know sin except through the law. For I would not have known about coveting if the law had not said, You shall not covet. But sin, taking opportunity through the commandment, worked out in me coveting of every kind. For apart from the law, sin is dead. Now I was once alive from the law, but when the commandment came, sin revived, and I died. And this commandment, which was to lead to life was found to lead to death for me. For sin, taking an opportunity through the commandment, deceived me and through it killed me. So the law is holy and the commandment is holy and righteous and good. Did that which is good then bring death to me? By no means. It was sin producing death in me through through
0: what is good, in order that sin might be shown to be sin, and through the commandment might become sinful beyond
1: measure. This whole, this whole section is so phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, the the problem is, is that this doesn't actually... So, I mean, what Paul does... What Paul does is talk about how sin within his own heart deceives him and and transgresses against the law. He transgresses against the law. (laughs) Note this, he does not transgress with the law. (laughs) Right,
0: and the law itself is not sin. The law is good. It's a good thing. The law is a good thing. It points to the holiness of God. And so we must be careful when we talk about the law in a way that does that diminishes it in some way. I'm not. We are not. We again. I'll, I'll clarify. We hate legalism here. We hate the setting up of vain holiness as if you can attain it through a structure of obedience. You cannot. It comes through Christ's great exchange of His righteousness for our unrighteousness. That is the only way to obtain His His righteousness and
1: holiness. It doesn't exist apart from that. Right. I mean, like, I was going to say, just look at the Pharisees, you know, how we have to talk about how there's a clear, there's a clear category of people who did take God's law and do it. But you know what? Honestly, the Pharisees hated God's law. They loved their own law more than God's law. And and that's As what Jesus says several uh, times, many times. Um, And so, and so that's what makes this post so confusing. And i I think, I think we can be sympathetic in a way because I think we can. Maybe depending on how many glasses of wine you have, perhaps can parse out his original intended meaning. Um, no way, <laughs> it's not possible. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it, do you have the gift of prophecy,
0: <laughs> or I mean, the gift of uh, the gift of interpretation? Interpretation. <laughs> That's what we need here: the gift of interpretation.
1: Oh my gosh. But uh, but yeah, so it's a it's a it's a bit of a mess, right? It's a bit of a mess. It's got 337 comments on it. It's by far the most commented, you know, uh, post from his, from at least the surrounding days, you know, it's got 2.3 thousand interactions. Uh, only 12 of them are laugh reacts. Okay. So that just goes to show that so many people actually took, took some heart in this. And I, I think one of the commenters set it up, um, said it really well and ironically he got more he got three laugh reacts on this but i think a lot of people were tracking what this guy was saying he says taking care to not be like a pharisee is often a strategy for people to avoid obedience and i think that's i think that's a far better statement and and then it's just like ouch right <laughs> right because because you can read this you can read the status and all, and just be pushed so easily into licentiousness. I mean, don't don't you think? Well, I mean, you certainly can be pushed into
0: diminishing God's law. Like you, you're you're, you're, you're certainly
1: licentiousness diminishes God's law.
0: No, certainly, certainly. I'm just saying you might not be living inherently licentio- lic- licentiously... licentiously. Lycan? <laughs> you may not be inherently living living in that in that form of thinking, just because you read this tweet but you certainly are going to diminish god's law god's law which reveals his holiness to us which points us to our need of salvation and and it's it's so funny because he had a more refined version of this on twitter that used a lot more qualifiers like the word can which is a great qualifier there instead of instead of like pointing it to like oh this is what it does it's a good, this is a strategy for no the, the, yeah, it, the, it was
1: clearly after the fallout of yes, yes. this tweet. So
0: he had Facebooked the one and then he was tweeting in a much better, like, oh no, that was bad. I can't tweet that. Let me clean it up a bit for Twitter. <laughs> um, and, and in cleaning it up, he, he did have more qualifiers, but the same problem was there. And the reality of it is, just because you cleaned it up doesn't negate the fact that there is, there is a need for us to realize that our relationship does not, does not begin in salvation Our relationship to God begins prior to salvation in that we are sinners. So the first thing the spirit reveals inside of a person is their need for a savior. And that comes through understanding our unholiness. How do we know we're unholy? We're not like God. God has a standard, a a standard in law that he has given to us to show us his holiness. And that's the beginning of our relationship to God. Our relationship to God is his enemy opposed to him, not like him in any way. And once we have that, we can humble ourselves. The, the humbling begins. Once the humbling goes forward, we can move towards the, the recognition of needing that salvation, which is provided solely and given completely through Christ. Gee Willikers, goodness gracious! All right, um, it's a rough one. It, it 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 is one that causes one to struggle. <laughs> I think it 's probably always nice when talking about the law to reference the work that um, that David did in psalm one nineteen so i 'll just read ninety seven through one o four Through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. This, this, is, should be our, our, when we are in relationship with God, our attitude towards the law should be this because we should love it. It is, revel- it is revelatory of God and His holiness. I, 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 I just, I, I think, I think we do well. To be careful how we are communicating truth to people, particularly in places like, I just want to encourage you, Christian, in the social media sphere is not the place to be um, in any way wishy-washy. There's no room, and our our world needs to repent. And when we are wishy-washy or offering half measures, we are not leading people towards repentance. We're not leading people towards truth.
1: It's a problem. It <laughs> it's a problem. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of sheep. There's a lot of sheep out there and sheep are dumb. You know? Worse yet, there's goats. Oh. And and sheep Meh. go to heaven and goats go to hell and
0: you need to be you need to be bringing those goats into the fold of Christ because Meh. let me tell you, you don't know which ones are are you don't know which ones have been elected before the foundations of the world and so you need to be speaking truth so that any of them may see, may only hear the truth of God from you. Amen. A Amen. Bah, rap, you. <laughs> <laughs> that your, fleece, your sheep, sheep, your, your clan flock. be true. Oh, I thought it was flock. Sheep be true. Be true. Bah, rap, you. Gotta look you. It up, okay. Dang it. It's your sheep, your fleece,
1: your clan, no? I thought it was flock. Flock be true? Maybe. No, it's probably true. You're, you could be right. No, you're right. Clan. Breed, oh. fleece, clan. You're right
0: nice that's right who knows babe that's right babe you haven't seen that movie you go out and watch that movie it's a great I was movie literally four when that came out so pork is a nice sweet meat <laughs>
1: pork is a nice sweet meat oh that's great <laughs> uh,
0: all right man that was a random pop culture reference. man I, that was a- <laughs> i i apologize to everyone i so taking from this i don't want to spend all this time the law here's here's the takeaway Careful obedience to God's law often serves as a strategy for honoring God. That, that We fixed the tweet. There it is. <laughs> we fixed the tweet. Uh, it does not often serve as a strategy for rebelling against God. Uh, the, the, Satan was purposefully not careful in the garden. He, he was purposefully not careful. He intended to, to mishandle God's law. That's what he intended to do. Careful obedience to God's law there would have been I really want to take God's law seriously. Let me not eat this fruit now because God said so. Hmm. Maybe God, maybe God loves me and doesn't hate me. Maybe God wasn't trying to hold things back from me, but trying to keep me from danger and death. Careful obedience to God's law often serves as a strategy for honoring God. So now that's fixed. All right. I want to. I want to go into my little treaties before we before we move towards discernment because we really do want to offer some discernment. It's really important. We need to take things like that. You can't be you can't just take a name or a resource or a publisher or a you can't holistically take anything anymore. We must be discerning Christians. What is someone saying and how does God say about it? That's, that's these are things that are really important. Um, so Having having said that, the the Prodigal God sermon series, which was a wonderful teaching series by Tim Keller, um, and and it was also it became a book and a study guide, uh, that was around two thousand and eight. And this is just an interesting journey when you when you think back to uh, two thousand and eight, we were moving into that two thousand and eight two thousand twelve window, where we had um, I mean in two thousand and nine, uh, the Times Magazine. Uh, wrote the ten ideas that were, were changing the world. One of them was the new Calvinism, which was just Calvinism, but it was, you know, happening again. And you had the, the idea. The, the leaders behind this were Tim Keller, John Piper, Mark Driscoll. In
1: famous,
0: <laughs> so famous, it's in famous. Um, John P- John Piper, Mark Driscoll. You had a uh, Mark Deaver. You had some of these uh, Albert Muller, You had these. They have these these names. These these names that we recognize and we know, and they were, they're mentioned here as leaders of drawing a, the, the, the Christian church back to a, a Calvinistic, a, a relative, a reformed tradition of understanding God's word is sovereign. Uh,
1: and, yeah. and, and some, some of them were young and they had lots of energy.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and that's what they're writing about in 2009. So I referenced the prodigal God because in 2008, um, I think you have a window about four years where the, the last things you can really trust, uh, I center church came out in 2012 by, by Tim Keller. It's one of the last resources I feel like you could actually trust. And even that I struggle with. I do not, I do not agree with the premises holistically. And I think now looking at but some, I can't agree with the premise. How can you, how can some you? of the premises, there's a lot of premises. Have you have seen center church, a book is ginormous. It's a thickums. It's a thick book. Um, and I don't agree with some of the premises, but, but it was still a, there. Was still good resources. There was still a a there was still a good founding for the foundation of of biblical teaching was there. But one of the things that really has happened, even this is even in our country, and I don't want to get a I don't want to get a meta. Uh, I, do, I do. I need to bring in a meta meta idea here. So I'm not stepping into the metaverse with us. <laughs> no. no, no. The <laughs> we will be doing virtual baptisms. <laughs> oh. <Wow.
1: laughs> Let's clean up
0: the the big meta narrative here is one of the things culture that we point back to as as a movement in our country that began to polarize uh, I- ideologies was and if you look at p- commentators you'll you'll you can you can look at polling you can look hear political commentators talk about it the presidency of two thousand eight to two thousand and sixteen was the presidency of Barack Obama and there was a lot of polarization that occurred in our country to get us even to the point we are now and. And here's the thing. A lot of the Bro. big... Bro, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> Shout out. A lot of the things happened in culturally, that were happening culturally, weren't were just happening in culturally. They were happening also inside the church. And particularly, one of the things I struggle with in the center church model was this fo- focusing on the cities. And uh, not that the cities are a place that we should not be planning churches and moving in. Of course we should. Because we should be... Evangelizing everywhere—that's what the call is. <laughs> but the focus by a lot of this new Calvinism was on these cities, these urban centers, and and you look at some of the lists of people involved in these things, right? And what you see is that their their goal to plant inside of the the, the cities may have allowed the cities to actually plant inside of them. Ooh. And, and that's that's where I have a lot of concerns. You can map this the, the, look at look at Tim Keller from the prodigal of God of 2016. I can I can tell you I can, we can look that eight year journey began to to bring in some of the soft peddling that occurred it, it did it just it just factually did. Well you didn't know that your
1: white skin's worth at least a million dollars?
0: I didn't know that. That was that was a calculation that, I, though I, I believe a a pastor, a redeemer, a Presbyterian church may have have <laughs> mentioned. No. Oh, he said it. He may have said that out loud. And this is this is where I I want I want to say we have to be the church is not the like the church should be the one building the culture. We do not let the culture build the church. That's that's not what God has called us to in His Word. And when you can map it out so clearly like that. You can see that what we saw as men that I believe passionately and fervently had a desire to minister in places allowed those places instead to minister to them so that their ministry became watered down. And I'm saying this emphatically and I know what I'm saying. These are hard words. And I'm welcome to dialogue and conversation about these. You don't have to let this just go as if it's some random whack-a-mole. Literally, go back and look. Look at the things that were said and taught. For in that eight-year span, and see that just evaluate the change. That's that's all I'm asking. And it's not just it wasn't just one person. It was person after person after person. Like dominoes, like dominoes, they all they they did they all they all fell. You're looking at you're looking at this time like at the height of, of of resurgence resurgence literature and 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 the Acts 29 church planning network. You're looking at at big things that were happening in this new Calvinism. People had a fire for doing the The call of God, and they were doing it though in a way that was allowing their focus to be
1: to be worn down by the culture. Yeah, I mean, I I think that we like we we kind of on a different kind of a different note, but along the lines of what you were saying. I mean, I I remember one year we went to uh, to a conference that had a uh, an Acts twenty nine panel on it, right? And you know we were we were younger younger church planters. I think we were probably in our um, maybe second year of second or third year of planting. And, um, and I'll, I'll just never forget. I, it was standing room only in the place. Let, let me say that. And we we were we were standing in the back, and they were talking about you know sustainability and and you know compensation, all all things that we we you know have. Opinions on here on the Carpe Fide podcast. <laughs> and, and um, you know, they were just like, uh, basically, everything that they were saying was making sure that by year three, the pastor was fully supported, was out of bivocational ministry and fully supported by the flock, or else it just wasn't going to work, was ba- was basically the contention that they were saying. Like, there is no room for bivocational ministry. And and like there were network. there were pastors saying that I had to get out of my part time job
0: because I had to focus on the church, you know, and I just had to do it. Like it was not possible, and and I needed to, the church had to support me. And I'm just thinking like, <sighs> there was no one there to speak to what we were trying to do, and it was just so great that if only that was the only problem too, <laughs> that would have been great if that was the only issue we had. Uh, at those conferences, but but again, these are these were conferences that were under the umbrella of the ministry of one of these big new Calvinist guys that you used to be able to trust. You Used to be able to go uh, go to the book, go to your bookshelf, crack open Manhood Restored, and enjoy the writings of one Eric Mason. Now I would tell you, uh, you know, just avoid Mark and avoid <laughs> just avoid, avoid that one. I, I because there is some sort of weird, almost apostate like. It's I don't know what. I mean I'm telling you, map out map out the cultural um division that occurred and you will map it out inside the church. We're talking about guys like Matt Chandler. We're talking about guys like like and you know what? That this isn't a whole Aaron
1: Mason Eric Mason, David Platt, I mean Chandler you already mentioned. Tim Keller
0: Tim Keller and and then to a lesser degree like you had a guy like John Piper who had, who himself has had times of pretty soft movement you've even had you've had a guy like Albert Mueller who I listen to the briefing every day well not in July because he takes every July off but I listen to the briefing every day because it's a great Christian perspective of a News Roundup it really is but even he had uh, was struggling hard in the midst of CRT in the midst of this of the woke revolution in the midst of intersectionality i mean all of these men have experienced some sort of push from culture that is causing them to r- try to redefine scripture in a way that was more palatable as if god's goal was to make Russell his word oh Moore. gosh muslim <sighs> <laughs> And let us not forget the man who has saved though though Jesus has saved his thousands <laughs> He has saved his tens of thousands. <laughs> oh oh that's old Sandalwood himself. Oh Rick. Saddleback. Saddleback, Saddleback. sorry. Back. I said Sandalwood, Saddleback. Rick <laughs>
1: Rick the purpose driven warren. Alright, <laughs> that's that's enough. That's enough, Justin. But I mean you you have a, you have these other figures, while well, not pastors, you have these other, you know influential figures around the same time doing the same thing you know just think of like uh, men like Lecrae right and, and literally yeah, his entire label who was straight fire and then all of
0: a sudden what happened it was like it was like oh 116 click I'm not ashamed of the gospel well, You know, Lord
1: kill me if I don't preach the gospel I believe was one of his lines Yeah, I
0: kept, I, I, that's why I never stand near Lecrae because we're always hanging out I'm like I can't stand near you bro at some point Great, there was that one song with at that,
1: some point that one song and now you're like yeah <laughs> But I mean, yeah, I mean, crazy stuff that crazy stuff's been happening on their label. There was that. There was that. Did you see that that stuff about like uh, crap? Who was it? I think it was Gavi or something like that. He was like texting weird sexual things to people and they had to do a public apology. And all all sorts of craziness. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's a mess. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that because of that that happened. But I'm saying that, you know, where. Where we stray and deviate, we we our blind spots don't get smaller, they don't. Right, and now we're soft pedaling so many things. We're soft pedaling abortion.
0: We're 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 soft pedaling. We're soft pedaling race. We're soft pedaling these things in ways that God's word does not give us room to do. I mean, if there is if if there is neither slave nor free. Junior Greek, male or female, right? If if these lines have been broken down by Christ, if all are one in Christ Jesus, then to focus on any of those lines inside of the church, trying to make something like a diversity quota, it is sin. It is a it is a violation of
1: those of that verse. We no. The answer is no. Nope. Well, Matt Chandler would take a African American seven over a Caucasian eight.
0: Yes, and the fact that he would map out pastors in that way by the color of their skin makes him a r- 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 racist. <laughs> 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 anyway, I, and and I, I, look, I haven't even I, you know what. you, you want to get real controversial for a hot second.
1: I don't care. We don't. That's fine.
0: You know, you know whose social media account you can still follow for <laughs> some solid biblical truth. <laughs>
1: that's so funny. That
0: would be the one, the account of the one who. Has geez, I don't know why he takes so much, he takes so much heat, but that would be the the one of one pastor, Mark Driscoll. You can go on there and still get straight fire. Things like, hey, men are men, and you need to take responsibility and lead as God's called you. Hey, women are women; you need to take responsibility as God's called you. Hey, we do not have women pastors here. Hey, abortion is a sin and an affront to God, and if you are if any of you are going to support abortion, and you are you are living in sin and a violation of God's word, judgments upon you. I mean, like, dude, I'm just saying, <laughs> just saying, you can hate him. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. You ready? Here's the thing. Tim Keller was in Manhattan, right? He was in there. Now, he, he he didn't get kicked out. He didn't get thrown out. He wasn't he wasn't a horrible, evil bigot. We didn't have to. He was he was a kind and gracious and always good pastor. Right? Is Manhattan was Manhattan and any? What's different about Manhattan? Do I want to go to Manhattan? Do I want to raise a family? In, no, no, I do not. But you had the literal culture of Seattle being reshaped by the gospel so much that Satan hated the family of, of the Driscoll's. They had to move five times because their houses were being vandalized, rocks, and things were being thrown through their windows. They were having threats against their lives. And you don't know that, but that's what was happening. And a culture was being shifted, and Satan hated it. So what happens? He attacks He attacks the person that's leading. And what happens to the, what happens to the flock? Where is it now? Is Seattle being, would you go to Seattle just to visit? No. No. Because it is not a place where the gospel is grown. I'm just I'm just saying. You say what, you can come at me. Let's have a, you want to have a conversation about minutia. That's fine. But you have to, you have to at some point, you have to count the, look at the fruit. And then, you know what, I want to mention something else. While all this hot new, while all the new hotness was going on, right, you had well, you had another guy that was you know oh that guy's an old fuddy duddy he's he's too he's too conservative he's too traditional he's too he's too fundamentalist right yeah Johnny Mac over there standing up on a hill standing in the pulpit every Sunday preaching the word right right yeah. they don't they don't want to throw him in with the new Calvinist. why because he's just he's just the same guy he's just been the same the whole time nothing <laughs> new
1: about him he's always been that guy <laughs> he's, he's the oldest of the current <laughs>
0: Calvinists so I'm just I mean I just saying like. There are all right, all right. That's enough of that. I, I, well, went I mean, my, MacArthur I went my and Driscoll
1: did have a big falling out. Oh, they did have a big way. falling out. That was, but
0: that you know what? That was at the height of the new, new, the new evangelical thing. I, I remember the strange
1: fire and all that stuff going on. I, I remember that. I remember it. Yeah, but I mean, you can still go to Mark Driscoll's Facebook page and get a status like, "Abortion is what happens when the demons of bigotry and death conspire." <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what you know what I mean. You, you can you can count on that. <laughs> and I got, in the, in the meantime, I got over here, Kelly. Like, be careful. Obedience to God's law. Oh, this is yeah, a strategy really. for rebelling against God. God's <laughs> law. Just throw up some red flags uh, here. Just- <laughs> <laughs> just, all right here you go hitler brought death in concentration camps and margaret sanger brought death in clinics both in an effort to reduce minority populations i mean you just can't get oh that was tim keller no oh no no that was mark driscoll oh, no. oh <laughs> you, you just can't get plain truth like that anymore it's so it's, it's so, so crazy here, and, here, and here's what i'm saying here's what i'm saying
0: i do love me some doug wilson now <laughs> do you love me some doug wilson oh yeah absolutely some doug Wills. Doug wills you guys or, got wit
1: for days
0: Wit for days the words with himself all right enough of this uh the last thing we want to talk about was being discerning you have to be able to be discerning nowadays that's what i'm saying and here's another reality also don't just follow a man as if a man is god just never ever do that that is avert idolatry and a sin it shall not be in god's people you know how you know that how where, where, where would i find that jesse where but, where is that God's law. Oh, God's law. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's right. Uh, geez, that's, geez, right geez. that's right. Come that's right. God's law.
1: Circle there. <laughs> I don't know where my Irish came from. I don't know. it's here and I don't want it to go away. <laughs> you got gear. Is it because you
0: kept reading Rush Junior's name? It does feel like it. it does feel <laughs> no. But definitely check the show notes for a hilarious picture.
1: <laughs> that's what we at Tim Keller. <laughs> Two colors
0: talking about not obeying the law and somebody tweeted a fire rush duty, rush duty all based out oh, that's great uh, all right, so, um, good. so when you're looking at resources you can't just blindly follow This is why, that's why I made a mention about a person you don't just follow a person you don't do that you follow God and his word that is the standard there is no other standard we don't have another standard God is the standard what he has revealed to us is what we can know trying to find another standard is following man's standards that's what that's the traditions of men. That's what the Pharisees followed. That's what Jesus had to continually correct in them. And so, when we say discernment, we need—you can't just—that means you can't just run to a place and assume. You can't just go to your go to go to your browser and type in the Gospel Coalition and be like, oh, whatever I get from here is going to be you know incredibly scriptural. Based,
1: <laughs> they haven't blocked your IP address.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so they may have blocked some people, but not all the people. <laughs> You can't just go to... The, you, what I'm saying is you can't just go there and be like, oh, this person wrote a resource. It's probably great. You can't do that. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. I can tell you that
1: because I've read the Gospel Coalition's articles. <laughs> don't do that. I'm right. telling you, don't do that. Yeah, the Gospel Coalition's written articles against our friends at this point. <laughs> it's like, that is not okay, sir. Like, yeah, no, not only is it not okay, they, they wrote it... They didn't They didn't write it it's All right, it's
0: not because they're our friends. It's because... Our friends were trying to honor and obey God's word, and they <laughs> wrote the articles. That's the problem. But you mean they were trying to obey God's commandments?
1: I know. Didn't ridiculous. they know that that's a slippery, they slippery slope slip. to Satan? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are they doing?
0: Oh my gosh! It's like yeah, God gave us the law so that at the end of the yellow brick road we would just end up in hell. That's what he. Did.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but it, but it is an interesting. It's it's an interesting thing. I mean, and perhaps it was. Per- I mean, I'm sure I'm almost absolutely certain that it part of this is my own immaturity at the time. But I mean, there, there would be times where I would, I would recommend whole websites and just say this is trustworthy for you. This is trustworthy for you. Go here to find answers. And, and you're right. It, it is becoming, because our culture is so divided and our church culture, um, uh, as far as true believers, I think is uh, the, the chaff has been separated out from the wheat or is currently being threshed and separating and so you know our our resources need to be um updated vetted you have screened. to update
0: the list you just do yeah you like, have I to update remember, the list I, I didn't i did not have an issue sending people to resurgence.org. i did not have a an issue sending people to DesiringGod.org. Desiring God. you can still find the mirror on on the internet yeah. yeah, you can. Oh, I found it. <laughs> uh, you know, I, <laughs> I did I, some deep search. I didn't have a problem sending people desiring desiring God that are. I didn't have a problem sending people to Redeemers Presbyterian Church's Church app and listen. I did not have a problem with this for a for for, jeez, for almost ten years. It was not a problem. Longer, goodness gracious, you're talking you're talking circa 2000, 2000. So you're talking a lot longer than 16, 2000, 2000. At, least, <laughs> at least sixteen years of, of a solid resource. But you you can't. You can't just hang your head on that anymore, because what happened? They went to places, and instead of bringing the light to the place, the darkness began to squash the light.
1: Which is not how it's supposed to work. That is
0: not the idea. And so, because those things began to infiltrate what was being taught, the, the message changed, the paradigms changed, the culture became something that was actually influencing the church. That's not how it works. The church influences the culture because the church holds God's word there's no other source for objective standards doesn't exist and and that's why so <clears throat> the gospel coalition is an art, is definitely a resource that i would tell you to be very careful when you're using it you
1: have to know whether or not what's being said is biblical i mean at, at this point like why do you need to go there i mean there there's so many other there are so many other actual resources that actually seem to care on an organizational level about God's word and about making sure they're parsing it out correctly. I mean, I I think of guys like founders. I think of the guys at over at G3. I think of, you know, Doug Wilson's crew. I mean, these are people that are actually committed to God's word, not committed to finding this third way to, to waltz with culture. I
0: mean, it's, yeah, I'm going to be straight up honest. I'm going to send you over to like the Blaze Media before I send you to the Gospel Coalition. I mean, I'm going to send you over to the Daily Wire because I mean, you know for what? Real. Because you know what? There are people over there that are not Christian that hold to a more biblical framework at times, and that's what's that's that's when it gets scary because these are not Christian resources. These are not Christian. These are not reformed resources. These are not biblical resources. And when you are, when I find you to be as credible, less credible than
1: them, we have, we have stumbled into a very dangerous area. Right. I mean, it's, it's Joe Booth's quote all over again. It is a regularly observed phenomenon that many otherwise brilliant people appear utterly bereft of wisdom or judgment in the vital affairs of cultural and political life. And that's just true. Gospel Coalition misses the mark, I would say broadly, misses the mark on the intersection of the gospel and culture. And especially politics, you know, and, and you can't like, that's not a category of thing for us. We, we don't get to do that and be cool. Like, like you, you can't do that. We have to look at God's word and what it says and apply it regardless of what your friends think of you. Like this is basic peer pressure 101, but they it's, it's almost as if like they're taking more after the elites of this world than the servants of god that's outlined in scriptures you know and you know the elites of this world they're they're not going anywhere good anytime soon are you sure though
0: (laughs) i mean maybe we could i mean anyway it's a different podcast (laughs) unless and until they repent um, so like there's other resources too so uh, we we know like uh, so at our church we use a, a book on church membership that's from nine marks uh, so that that'd be uh, I think it was written by Mark Deaver is actually that was the main uh, Lehman. That, was, uh, that was Lehman yep that was Lehman you're yeah, right 100%. the guy that
1: hadn't considered any uh penalty for uh mothers intentionally trying to kill their baby in the womb he never thought about that yeah that's a, that was it was a, kind a cross, of a cross politic episode I mean there, there's just questionable stuff like how do you as a Christian man engaging with culture and engaging with the pro-life or abortion arguments, how do you not at some point consider that, like as a grown adult? Yeah. Like, I, I just don't understand. Huh, we're going to have to case- Okay, abortion we're, is murder.
0: Anyone involved in that has to be considered for their motives in the murder, right? In the murder,
1: like, right. But not the mother. <laughs> Where was the baby? Definitely not. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I mean, there's the like, and that's that's. i making a cake. Yeah. Don't do that. i making a cake,
0: and I put it in a pan. I put it in the oven, and then you walk in five minutes later, and you put them oven mitts, and you open the cake, and you, you throw my cake across the room, and I'm like, "Hey, what are you doing? You throw my cake? It's my birthday cake." And you look at me and say, "Well, it wasn't a cake yet." I'm gonna look at you and say, "Yeah, but in 15 minutes if we just come back. What been my birthday cake? Your birthday cake murderer. Your birthday cake murderer. Anyway, Okay. Yeah, don't All watch right. that comedy special. No, but no. that
1: that was a worth it. That was a worth clip. That clip alone. But um, but yeah. So I mean, you you always have to check your sources. And yes, we do use that. We do use that book. But actually, in our in our membership interviews, we do caveat a couple of the yeah. points that our church doesn't actually agree with or adopt. And that's why you have to vet. You have to be
0: discerning. You can use a resource that holistically has a ton of good scripture and a ton of good connection points, and then
1: also still have to actually engage with the word. Yeah, pull a Thomas Jefferson and just cut some of the stuff out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But But in a good way, it's a good thing. I mean, like, there's times where I, you know me and me and my mom will go back and forth about about a position Doug Wilson Doug Wilson takes. You know why? Because we see a different biblical outcome. It's because these men are not God. They're not. We go to the Word. We hold the Word up high. We seek what the Spirit is calling us in the Word. What is the truth? The truth is revealed. If, if, if there is truth to be found in God's Word, we run to that. And that, oh man, I mean, it's just. That's why you have to be discerning. You can't just run and say, well, John Piper said it. Well, Tim Keller taught it. Well,
1: Matt Chandler had a video. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he do Wasn't was it him that did that video on white privilege? I think he did do a video on white privilege. Uh, I, well, too. 100% he's done several videos on white privilege, but I don't know which one. You're referencing. I don't know. There was one. It was like real moody and he was like sitting in the thing.
0: I just missed the Matt Chandler that thought he had brain cancer. That white Matt Chandler was so privilege. on fire. I miss, you know what I miss? I miss Matt Chandler and and everybody loves the rose. Yeah. That one right there. Oh yeah. That was no, no, nope, I didn't like How that to video understand at all. and address white privilege. Did not like that one at all. Yeah. yeah. Everybody loves the rose, Matt Chandler. I'm I mean, on board you, with that guy.
1: You can't address white privilege with a white background. Like you, you just can't, you can't do that. You can't address white privilege looking like that either. <laughs> all I see. <laughs> I can't say that. never right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I can't see that. Beautiful day for a neighbor, unless you're white. Unless you're white. <laughs> I'm kidding. That doesn't like what that video is though. All right. Um. Any other resources that we could encourage them just to make sure they're vetting well?
1: Uh, I mean all of them. <laughs> all of them is just so true. You, I mean, you, you should you truly should be. I mean, because there there are things that. Uh, from organizations that I would wholesale agree with that sealed you require vetting. You know, I, I love the G three guys, but there have been some tweets from some of the G three leaders where I'm like, yeah, they probably shouldn't have said that. It was very Keller esque or, you know, they overstated that, you know, in their dogmatism, which I appreciate dogmatism. You know, I appreciate a good stand and fight, but sometimes, you know, you just don't, you just like, why, you know, you don't go starting fights where there are no, <laughs> there are no fights. Then it's just a mosh pit. Absolutely. And that's I mean, <laughs> you just start throwing hands. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, seriously, I mean, there there are, there are things that there there are things, I mean, because it's funny because we're not really confessional or in a denomination, I mean, we've kind of been doing this for forever is we just adopt this kind of like uh we have to take a
0: resource and evaluate it, and, yeah. and see what we could use out of it. Because here is here is another thing: there is also no reason to rethink the wheel. I, I hate it when people do that, as if it's almost like my content has to be the unique content. I, I've thought of it first, or I've thought of it better, or I've rephrased it in a way that's just a little more k- kitschier than the other guy. And and that's not that's something I, we first of all we can't afford to do that. I mean we're we're busy we're busy we're working hard got stuff to do we're grinding and we can't afford to do that. Um, and because we can't afford to do that, we're not going to rethink the wheel. We're going to look for good resources, and we're going to teach into them. Right, right, right. Amen. Um, and and that's why, like, you have to evaluate. You have to be discerning. You don't get to be complacent. This is no longer a time to be complacent. Yeah.
1: It's funny because like sometimes people like people like from our church will come up to me and be like, oh, did you did you see this article by blah blah blah? It's really not sitting right with me, and I read it. and I'm like. Yes, yeah, it's not sitting roll well with me either. They're like, well, what, 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 what does that mean? It's like, it well, means, they uh, <laughs> they they just got it wrong this time. Sorry, like, <laughs> like you know, what I mean? it means they pulled a
0: Charlie Brown and a Lucy with the football. It means they whiffed. They 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 struck out. They missed the mark. They failed. They fell. They like it's just that's what it means. Um. And, and that's I mean that's one of the joys I, I, it's one of the joys I, we get to interact with a lot of people uh, on social media people can call people can call us out people can ask us questions we can we are not perfect we're trying to hold up the word we're trying to bring a light to different topics and that's all that's all we're doing we're trying to create a resource for our church and others and and and, and, and the hope is the, the greatest the greatest compliment we can be given by God is that we are found faithful Let us be found faithful. Amen. 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 And with that, this has been another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast. Anything? Do we have any cool news? Any big exciting news? Well, I mean, we could. We should still mention G three is coming up. Just had two new speakers announced for the G three conference in Washington D.C. If you're not, if you haven't paid attention to their regional conference in D.C. this year, all about the Bible, which. You know, we like we like the Bible quite a bit here. I, pre- I do appreciate it from time to time. Yeah, we actually think you should you know accept all the parts about God's law. <sighs> I we, we actually think you should try to closely obey
1: the Bible.
0: Um, two two new speakers were just announced. One, Delano Squires, who I fanboyed over hard at the oh, national man. conference. What a great story! Uh, that was. That is a great story. I did chase him down on an elevator escalator i did chase him down
1: <laughs> no 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 but before that we were talking to this lovely kid who was just calmly asking us questions oh, and we were so chatting with him. So nice. i was glad i left then, you there to poof, talk to him poof justin's just gone he's over talking to chris huff he's like oh is that he's like delato squires like yeah it just disappears i've never seen justin run so quickly <laughs> Anyway
0: I did fanboy hard With Donna Squires But Donna oh Squires Will be speaking At the conference uh, Added <laughs> added to the slate of lists We already had some in, Intensely good speakers As well as one Jenna Ellis Will be speaking on it Which which is kind of great J.D.'s but, You know I think she might She might be able To incorporate some things From the law Into it Since she's a uh. Lawyer Oh <laughs> Uh, so check that out. Uh, we'd love to you know see you there and interact with you there as we will have the full Carpe Fide merch booth up and running where we get to interact and sell some shirts and, and give some bookmarks and stickers. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be hot fun. Lots of... Lots of hot
1: fun? <laughs> Who says hot fun? <laughs> I don't know. I'm like... <laughs> What is this, a brothel? This like, is disgusting. Oh gosh, I was <laughs> this, is this weird? For some reason, I went to fondue. I don't know why. Oh, Fondue is very hot. And I just pictured yeah. you and me like as little miniature people just stuck in the fondue, trying to get out. Like, like I guess, like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Or, or, or did you imagine a giant fondue? pool of fondue? Is that what you? <laughs> I don't know. Where you feel like a piece of bread I'll, that also, fell off the fork? I also pictured us like in a conference center, just like sweating a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. That regardless, that's not going to happen. There's a beautiful air conditioner. It's going to be lovely. It's Washington D.C. <laughs> Where we hope it's Washington D.C. So. in fall, it's going to be great. It's going to be phenomenal. Um, so, come to the Capitol. Uh, we'll talk about the Bible because uh, you know what you know. What place it needs the Bible is definitely Washington D.C. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, where the Museum of the Bible is, which is a going to be a featured aspect of this conference too. Demo TV. Uh, so Multiple. definitely keep up with us on the Instagrams and the Twitter spheres and the Facebook stuff. Facebook spheres and Gab. Where's... I've been posting on Gab oh, a little and bit Gab. too. Gab it up. You know what? You know what? You're not going to get do over. You're not going to. They're not going to block you over there.
1: No matter what you say. Nope. They're not going to. They're not going to. You, you will. Trust me. You will not be canceled for the things that you say there. No, but you will definitely need to be discerning. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because like um, it's funny. You, you So you, you can block individual people so that you don't see their posts, but you can't like cancel anybody off the platform. You know uh, about gab is like so it's a free speech platform. The only thing it doesn't. The only things it does not allow are one illegal activity. And two, um, pornography. Actually, because the the founder is a is a professing believer, <clears throat> and so um, there's there's a lot of foul language there. But then you realize that you're just getting like right wing foul language, and then like when you go to Facebook, you're just getting like left wing foul language, <laughs> and you're just like, oh, it's just a different mission field. You know what I mean? <laughs> Is calling the Christians to repent is calling to the unbelievers? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's just like I, I just—it's just I don't have to nuance my gospel over on Gab. So, you there, repent. <laughs> Whereas on Facebook,
0: it's like you should really repent. Let me introduce you to the law uh, and the holiness of God, and then your need for a Savior. Uh, that Savior is Jesus. Don't get Christ. too close. <laughs> don't get too close. <laughs> That's enough. uh So if you have any, if there, if if look, if you disagree with us anywhere here, if we, if you're like, I can't believe you said that guy's name, just message us. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Gap, first, off, message check, us. Check your heart. Oh gosh, <laughs> check your heart and then message us. I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, you should, but I, I mean, mean, we all should. Yes, amen. Yes, and amen. uh We love you. Thanks for listening. And uh, as we like to say at the end of every Carbonifidian podcast, we hope you seize the faith.